Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode. In this week's episode, we are going to get to the bottom of why you are impulse shopping and how to take action against it in a sustainable, healthy way. And you guys, this is a topic that I get asked about a lot. It is a topic that comes up in almost every one-on-one coaching session that I do, at least in some form or another. And it is something that we've got to talk about. So we are going to, we're going to, we're going to jump into this. We're going to dig into this. This is going to be one of those episodes I'm probably not going to edit very much. You might hear me pause for a, for a drink break or something like that. Um, but yeah, this is one of those episodes where I just put my kids to bed. It's late, but I have this on my heart and I want to share this with you guys. Before we jump into that, I do want to remind you guys that I do still have some mini coaching sessions open, which means these sessions are three calls, three Zoom calls. Each of them are an hour, and in these calls, we basically will set up your budget, we will outline all of 2021, and on the very last call, we will go into more of your long-term goals, setting those like five to 10-year goals, and really helping you zoom out and figure out where you can be, um, as well as planning out the whole year, like I mentioned, and just getting that regular weekly, monthly um, budget set up. And they have been so great. I've done so many of them already. And they aren't going to be around much longer. So if you're interested in doing them, I just kind of a New Year's thing that I'm offering. I will put a link in the show notes, or you can go to a sunnysideuplife.com slash coaching. And you will find the sign up page, you'll see the calendar there and all of that. And as always, you can always DM me on Instagram or email me if you have any questions about coaching. I would love to answer them, clear up any hesitations you have, and all of that. So you're getting kind of a little mini coaching session here because this is something that I do discuss with my clients. And when I do more of the 12-week coaching sessions, we get to dig into this mindset stuff, which is what I love to do. So this is not your traditional, well, just stop spending money type of advice, which is something that you've probably come to expect from me. But we are going to kind of get to the bottom of this. And the first thing that we have to do, like I say with pretty much anything, is you have to do the mindset work first. Okay, that is the foundation. That is what makes real change. Okay, so anybody can cut up their credit cards. Anybody can disconnect their debit cards to their online shopping. Anybody can, can, can get rid of Amazon Prime, right? Anybody can do that. And sure, it might help for a little while. It might be a short-term fix to a real problem, but it is not sustainable and 
honestly, it's not a healthy way to deal with a real issue. Okay, so we have to get to the root of why are you having this shopping problem in the first place? Okay, in my experience, I think that shop a shopping addiction gets laughed off. It gets joked off. It gets turned into this cliche thing that, you know, can be kind of humorous, sure, whatever. But at the end of the day, it can be a real problem. It can lead to you getting into thousands and thousands of dollars of debt. It can lead to hurting your family's long-term goals, putting a strain on your marriage, like all of these different things that gets to a point where it's not funny anymore and it is a real addiction and it is an addiction that needs attention, okay? And there is a difference between, oh, I enjoy shopping and I have a shopping addiction. And I think really getting to the bottom of what the difference is there and where do you actually stand with this, right? And in my experience, I have found that people that really do struggle with a real shopping addiction, the shopping is used as a coping mechanism to avoid dealing with the real problems. And a lot of us have kind of experienced maybe just the tip of the iceberg of this, maybe if you haven't struggled with it in the past, But over the past year during COVID, quarantines, all the lockdowns, all the different things, we've seen the online shopping rise, right? We've seen the takeout, the restaurants, um, you know, things like that rise. And we've seen the memes that's like, you know, I don't even know what's going to show up at my doorstep at this point. Amazon could bring a llama for all I know. And I would accept that that's probably what I bought the other day. You know, like there's all these memes going around and sure they're funny and all of that. But a lot of us have kind of, we've seen a spike in this type of behavior because why? We're dealing with the stress, the overwhelm, all of the unknowns that have come with COVID, that have come with 2020, that have come with everything that we have been dealt with that we have had to deal with um, in this past year, right? And shopping, maybe it takes a little bit of that pain away for a little bit, right? It does like bring us that little glimmer of joy, right? (laughs) But the truth of the matter is that there are deeper issues, maybe some of them out of our control, that are causing us to reach to this, right? And I don't know about you, but that very closely mirrors alcoholism and problems with drug addictions and other types of addictions, right? We use it as a coping mechanism to avoid dealing with these other issues. So we see spikes in times of depression. We see spikes in times of stress and We think that buying this new thing will bring us happiness, that maybe it'll fill a void, right? But this is not something to just joke off or sweep under the rug if it actually is hurting your life, if it actually is um, a threat to your mental health, if it actually is putting a strain on your family or your marriage or anything like that. 
it's not funny anymore at that point and it is serious, okay? And I actually just did a YouTube video, which I can link to in the show notes, about my my um, review, I guess, my reaction, I guess, to the new minimalist documentary called Less Is Now. And this kind of ties into it because it, in that documentary, they were talking a lot about consumerism and the addiction to consumerism and the need for more, 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 and how we think, oh, this will get me, this will make me happy. Maybe if I just buy a bigger house, then I'll be happy. Oh, maybe I just need a newer car. That'll make me happy. And how it really turns into this monster that gets out of control that is consumerism, that is shopping addiction, that is not dealing with the real issues of why am I not happy, right? What is causing me stress? Maybe I do need a a professional to deal with my mental health, to deal with my depression, rather than just trying to shop it off, right? Um, So that documentary kind of touches on that a little bit. And so if that's something you're interested in, definitely check out the documentary on Netflix called Less Is Now. So we can take some action in this, okay? And there are things that we can do. Like I mentioned, you could get rid of Amazon Prime, okay? Some people can't trust themselves with having an Amazon Prime account. Um, For me personally, Amazon Prime is a lifesaver, okay? Because I have a healthy relationship with it. And if you don't, know that about yourself, right? And take action. But for me, I, you know, I see so many people say, and I, and I hear, you know, on social media and I hear face-to-face with my clients, I just need to stop buying things from Amazon. Have you ever said that? Like, honestly, ask yourself. I just need to stop buying things from Amazon and then we'll be good. Okay, but what are you actually buying on Amazon? Is it Amazon's problem? Is it Amazon's fault? Is it? No. Not really. You know, and my husband teases me and he is like, oh my gosh, another package from Amazon. But honestly, 95% of the things that I buy are actually needs. They are school books for the kids. They are dog food. They're um, makeup or like soap or things like that I have on a subscription now, things that I'm going to buy them at the grocery store if I don't buy them on Amazon, right? It's not Amazon's fault. It's not Amazon's problem that their shopping is convenient, is more convenient than a regular grocery store. That's not their fault. It's your fault (laughs) if you don't have a healthy relationship with the ease of that service. That's on you, right? And honestly, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and like preach from a, um, a throne of perfection because obviously that's not me. Um, and when we were in the beginning of our debt-free journey, I, I don't know. We didn't have Amazon Prime back then, way back in my day. <laughs> uh, we just didn't. And I know that the convenience does make it harder. Okay, so if that is something that you're dealing with, and if you are buying wasteful things online, that can be an action step. Get rid of it for now, okay? Or take your card off so you can't do 
that instant swipe checkout. You do have to get up, go get your debit card, like think about it. But honestly, sometimes that really isn't going to even slow us down. Because we can full on be in Walmart or Target and have our shopping cart full of crap that we don't need. We just spent an hour walking around the store. We had plenty of time to think about it. And we have to reach in our wallet, pull out our card, swipe our card. And that still isn't enough time to trigger that little thing in our brain that says, do you really need this? So to me, honestly, taking Amazon Prime out of the situation or, you know, taking your card offline so you have to get up, go get it, type it in every time, maybe, you know, that's not going to fix it always. It might be a short-term fix. Don't get me wrong, okay? It might be a short-term fix, but we have to get to the root of the issue, okay? Some other things that you can do are doing like curbside pickup or getting your groceries delivered, like those types of things. Again, that's pretty much like Amazon Prime if you're doing like Walmart curbside pickup or Target or any of these other grocery stores that are doing it. Um, you could still throw in crap that you don't need, honestly. Okay. I do Walmart grocery pickup. Now I do the curbside pickup. I've done it for, gosh, I don't know, over a year, year and a half. It's been a, it's been a long time now. It's just normal life now for us. Um, and I can still get on there and throw things in there that I don't need. Snacks, makeup. Those are usually my, my things. Not, I mean, makeup's not as bad, but it's like, I want to try like a new lotion and I'm just like, okay, just add it to the cart, you know, add a couple extra snacks, things like that. Um, so it can help and it can be a short-term fix to do the curbside pickup or do the grocery delivery. So you're not in the store. You're not as tempted. You're not, you know, walking around getting all in the mood and all of the things. The thing is though, okay, so basically we're talking about online versus in-store shopping and how that can help for some people. And for me, it actually, I feel like it does help because I can see that total adding up when I'm on the app, okay? I don't get swept up in the atmosphere of the store, okay? Um, This is also really true for me personally with clothes shopping online. I will do the, I do the majority of our clothes shopping online for me and my kids. Um, I've learned that that is a trigger for me to be in that store atmosphere, to hear that music playing. Usually if I do go clothes shopping, I go without my kids. (laughs) So I kind of, I get to enjoy it more. I relax you know, and I just start, oh, I could wear this, that, you know, the kids would love this. And I get really swept up in it. And I don't see that total adding up. And I know that that is more of a trigger for me. So what I had to do was I had to start shopping online for clothes. Okay, I had to, um, for groceries before, you know, way back in the before times before we had curbside pickup, I had to go to Kroger just a a regular grocery store for groceries. I could not go to Walmart because I knew I would end up browsing through clothes, 
the home decor, the crafts, the, you know, toys, whatever. And I would end up buying things that I didn't need, not just groceries. So I eliminated that little bit of a distraction, that trigger for me. I had to get to the bottom of what, well, okay. I had to learn that that was a trigger for me, that it would make it easier for me to overspend, put it like that. But for other people, and I know this through coaching, other people could be the opposite. That's why it's not a one size fits all advice. Other people can say, if they're online shopping, it doesn't feel real. There's not as much of a pain factor because they're not physically putting items into their shopping cart. And it's it's too easy. Um, your, their cart is saved. You know, things like that. Their feet aren't tired from walking through the store. So they shop longer. They're able to just kind of lay in bed and just add to cart, add to cart, add to cart. And it's just easy and it's not you know, there's no pain factor in them. And that causes them to overshop. So then you're like, okay, well, on one hand, you know, if I go into the store, I overshop. On the other hand, if I online shop, I overshop. My point is, is that you have to learn yourself. You have to learn your triggers. You have to learn your weaknesses and go from there. And this is not something I can tell you. I can't just, you know, talk to you for two seconds and say, yep, that's it. There you go. There's your recipe for success. You guys, that is why this is therapy. Getting to the root of your money issues, of healing your relationship with spending money, spending money in a healthy way, shopping in a healthy way. This is therapy. You guys, this is therapy. This is learning yourself. This is learning your triggers, your weaknesses, and going from there. This is asking yourself, what is really in my best interest in this situation? How can I set myself up for success in this situation? Okay. And back to the point of people saying, well, I'm just going to, it's just Amazon's fault. I need to just stop buying from Amazon, right? That is not sustainable. It's not healthy. And to be quite honest, like you have to spend money. You have to buy things. This is your budgeting coach telling you this. (laughs) You have to buy things, you guys. You can't just say, well, I'm just going to stop buying things. I I need to just stop spending my money. That's not possible. (laughs) You have to buy groceries. You have to buy pet food, cleaners, beauty products. It's kind of sort of have to, need to. That's, you know, that's that blurry area. But we're going to put it on the need. Okay, you have to buy clothes at some point. Do we have to buy an excessive amount? No, but we have to buy something. We have to buy school supplies for our kids, office supplies, you know, things like this. We have to. And saying that we're never going to is a lot like a diet culture, okay? And I think of it, I think the diet culture is perfect, is the perfect analogy for it. 
Because how many people say, well, I just need to stop eating snacks. I just need to, I just need to stop eating chocolate. I just need to stop drinking sodas. Is that sustainable? Will that last forever? Probably not. Is that healthy? No. It's that binge purge mentality that is not healthy. It's not long lasting. So what we have to do is we have to learn to have that healthy relationship with spending in the same way that the anti-diet culture will tell you to have that healthy relationship with food. Ask yourself what you truly need. Ask yourself what are your triggers? How can you set yourself up for success? Okay. And another question that I get a lot is to talk about no spin challenges. Personally, I've never done a no spin challenge. And I know some people that have done them, that they help them. Um, And that's kind of the same equivalent, I think, of canceling Amazon Prime or disconnecting your card from your online shopping. It could help you and it could kind of be a short term, like a challenge. I mean, obviously it's called a no spend challenge, but it could be a short term um, little project you're working on kind of thing. Um, but to me, it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of like doing like a juice cleanse. If we're going to keep going with the diet culture analogy, it's like doing a juice cleanse. Sure. That's really cool for like a week or two, right? But it's not something that you're going to be able to do 12 months out of the year. It's just not going to be possible. For one thing, there are things that we legitimately need. And another thing is what I've seen people do. And if you've done a no spend challenge and it's been successful for you, awesome. But I think that honestly, that would be a more rare occasion than otherwise. Um, But what I see is people will stock up ahead of time. They say, okay, on the 1st of of February, like I'm going to, I'm going to do this no spin challenge. So I need to go to Costco. I need to stock up. Yeah, I need, I guess I'm going to go ahead and order new like refills of all my makeup. Yeah, well, I'm going to go ahead and get, and get the kids all Valentine's shirts because I need to do that before I start my no spin challenge. So you're going to just go ahead and stock up beforehand, right? And then not spend anything for like two weeks or a month or something. And then afterwards, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to go fill back up all your cleaning supplies, your makeup, your whatever, whatever, whatever. So when you average it out, you still probably spent the same amount of money. Right? I mean, it could be helpful with restaurants or something. You're like, this week, no restaurants. Sure, I'm going to eat at home for this whole week. Um, I could see that being more productive than more of a no like no shopping type of challenge. Um, but my point is, is that we have to learn those healthy relationships. We need to have better options. Okay. And those better options are having a plan for that extra money, not letting that extra money just sit around in your account, just waiting to be spent. 
Okay, if you have extra money after you've paid your bills or after you've set aside money to to pay your bills, after it's earmarked for your bills, you have a certain amount of money set aside for your groceries, your gas, your restaurants allowances, things like this. There's still money left over. Put it somewhere. Don't let it just linger because it will get spent. So send it to debt. Put it in a savings account. Get it out of your regular spending account. It doesn't need to just sit there with no purpose. And another thing that we can do that is a better, more sustainable option is to budget in a healthy amount of spending money. It is okay to spend money on yourself. It is okay to have a little bit of fun while you're on a debt-free journey. It's actually recommended I will almost never let someone put zero dollars next to their fun money. If they do, that's only because they're on a super tight budget and I've made them put money in their restaurant's budget or something. Or they're just like getting a haircut that week or something and that's where their extra money is going. Because it is not sustainable and is not healthy. You have to have something fun. That could be $5. Like, don't get me wrong. That could be $5. Like, that could be, I'm getting one extra coffee. Like, I'm getting one coffee out this week. That is my treat. That is it. I'm, like, really motivated this week. Or I'm going to go to the dollar store. I'm going to get one treat for each of us, me and the kids, and that's what that's our treat for the week. Five bucks. Here we go. Cool. Yeah. But you had something. Okay. And if your fun money looks like zero because, hey, we're going to go to the park. We're going to go for some walks. We're going to do some free things. We're going to watch some movies at the house. Cool. Are you going to go out to dinner anytime this week? Probably. That's going to be your treat. Right. Almost never are our treats 100% free. Just be honest with yourself about it. It's okay. Don't feel shame. And budget that money in. Budget a healthy amount. Other things I see people do is they want to pretend like they want to pretend like they're not going to spend money on these categories. They want to pretend like they can go through the whole entire year and not buy any new clothes. And I've seen people do this as a challenge Okay, maybe, but 95% of us, especially those of us with kids, this is not realistic. And you can't just pretend like you're not going to spend money on clothes and what's going to happen. It's going to be time for a new school year. There you go. You spent, you know, four or $500 on new clothes and you didn't budget it in because you were going to pretend like it wasn't going to happen. You're going to stick your head in the sand. And there you are spending the money that's not budgeted for when, if you would have been honest with yourself, you could have been doing a sinking fund since January. And when it came to August or whenever to buy those new clothes, you would have been ready for it. You could have set aside 50 bucks or something and been ready for it. You could have done the sinking fund, set aside a little bit of money every single month or every single payday. And been prepared for it, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt your budget as much. Same thing with vacations. 
we're not going to go on a vacation this year. I hear this so much. I mean, COVID is the exemption, but regular, <laughs> regular life. We don't really go. We don't really go on vacations much. Uh, if we, well, if we do, <laughs> that's what I always love. We don't really do vacations, but if we do, we're going to spend like $3,000. So basically you're going to pretend like we don't really go on vacation until it's like a month before you want to go to the beach. And then you're going to spend (laughs) $3,000 when you could have been since January doing a sinking fund, doing it in a healthy way. And then by the time the vacation got there, you could have done it guilt free. It could have been small steps with with your sinking fund where it didn't hurt monthly for for you to save up for it. Then you could have went on this vacation guilt-free. You could have went, you could have actually enjoyed yourself. You could have had that treat to look forward to. You could have done it in a healthy way. Instead of pretending like it's not going to happen, you get to that vacation. Oops, we didn't budget any money for it break out the credit card. Here we go back into debt, right? Which is what happens when we don't plan for it. So stop pretending like these aren't these these expenses aren't going to come up. Stop pretending like oh, you know, $20 is fine for our restaurant budget this week when you know good and well it's going to be like 100. Sure, challenge yourself. Sure, if you know it's going to be 100 and you're trying to get it smaller, set it to 80, set it to 50. Don't say it's going to be zero though when you know good and well it's not going to be because you're going to end up busting your budget. You're going to use your credit card or you're going to overdraft your account or you're going to borrow from your groceries money or something that you legitimately need and it's going to hurt and then you're going to feel guilty about it. It's going to set off one of your triggers and then what's going to happen? You're going to feel crappy. You're going to feel like I always screw up my budget anyway. Might as well keep on screwing it up. Anyone else? Because that was me back in the day. I've already screwed it up. What's the point? Might as well just keep on going. You guys, this is not okay. It's not okay to say I need to just... I need you to stop buying things from Amazon. Right? So we are going to set up some healthy boundaries with our shopping. We are going to allow ourselves a little bit, a healthy amount of fun money, of spending money. If we are going to buy clothes at some point this year, do a sinking fund. If we are going to go on a vacation, do a sinking fund. Do a realistic reasonable amount divide it up by how many months you have between now and then or how many paydays you have between now and then however much you want to do it set it aside in a separate account when you do have extra money left over on paydays after your bills are paid and you're spending those don't leave the extra money just sitting there put it somewhere pay it towards debt put it in a sinking fund for that vacation put it in your savings account for your emergency fund Be intentional with it. Okay? If you can't trust yourself to go clothes shopping in the physical store, try online. If online is too loose for you, if that's not enough of a pain factor, drag yourself to the store. Or don't do it, you know, don't do it right now if COVID is a concern, right? Learn yourself. 
Remember that this is very much like therapy. We are learning ourselves. We are learning our triggers. We are learning the deeper issues of, you know, maybe this is a coping mechanism. Huh. (laughs) Maybe I actually am very depressed, stressed, overwhelmed. Maybe I need to go and talk to a professional mental health person who can help me. Okay, maybe I'm not going to just spend my way out of this. Maybe that new random shirt at Target is not going to fix it. Maybe the impulse shopping isn't actually the problem. And it's hard to admit that... We are the problem. We're the problem. Our depression is the problem. Our overwhelm is the problem. Our addiction is the problem. Our consumeristic world that we live in is the problem. Our need for approval and to look like we're successful is the problem. The fact that we starve ourselves of fun, we starve ourselves of healthy spending is the problem. That's it. Okay? I'm going to leave you with that. I hope that that's helpful. I hope that that maybe shook you up a little bit. <laughs> um, maybe got you a little fired up. I hope it did. I hope it was helpful. Again, if you are interested in doing one-on-one coaching with me, if you want this type of advice, but personalized where I can actually, you know, hear your story, help you figure out what your triggers are, um, what is the best sustainable way for you to have a healthy relationship with money. That is what one-on-one coaching is for. That is what I love to do. So if that is what you're interested in, asunnysideuplife.com slash coaching, send me an email, send me a DM. If you have any questions, I would be glad to help you um, move forward in your journey. So that is all for me this week. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.